The podcast that you're about to listen to may cause some listeners to suddenly contemplate the idea that the world is filled with many boring people, but you are not one of them. Well, hey, hey there, happy innovators. Are you guys ready for another five days podcast? I hope so, because that's what we got going on today. So let's get right into it. Today is Monday, August 21st, 2023. I was watching this video the other night, and it was a video about uh, football helmets for American football. And this guy was talking about how the Washington Redskins, you know, football team, had a logo and a mascot for their team that was a Native American Indian, like the profile of a Native American Indian. And it wasn't like a cartoon. It wasn't a caricature. It was a lifelike rendering of a Native American Indian. And, you know, when that storm of wokeness started to make its way into America and American culture... You know, there was this period of time where all the sports teams started to reconsider their mascots. Like if they were uh, somehow offensive to people, they were racial or racist or things like that. And a lot of people apparently were being offended by this stuff. I mean, they were really offended by it. Okay, I guess that's your prerogative. You know, I can understand that, you know, but... I got to thinking about it because now the Washington Redskins are thinking about returning their mascot back to the team and the name of the team. I think for a while they were called like, you know, the Washington football team. Like that was their name, like a complete moron who has like no imagination whatsoever thought of that name. But um, eventually they switched it over to the Washington Commanders. You know, that's okay. That's a cool name. But I guess for some reason or another, they have to change that name too because that offends somebody or it's taken already or something like that. So, you know, the organization is considering after being petitioned by many, many people in their community like to return the Washington Redskins back to their community. Um, They're actually contemplating, you know, doing that. And... That's important for two reasons, okay, I think. Because it kind of shows me, or it kind of is illustrating to me, okay, as somebody who's not from Washington, um, you know, I have nothing to do with that community. I'm not Native American Indian. Um, You know, I'm just a bystander. I'm just watching what happens. I don't even think I've watched one of their games all the way through, like ever, you know, unless they were playing the Cleveland Browns. You know what I mean? So um, it's important because I think it's important because um, it's a sign that things are starting to turn in America a little bit. And uh, like I've talked about before in podcasts previous to this one, you know, the about not rocking the boat because the pendulum swings both ways and all that kind of stuff. Well, I think we're about to see the pendulum start to swing the other way. 
And I've seen a couple other things going on that are indicators to me that something is changing again. You know, we're going to change. And America is kind of, I don't know, it seems like for the most part, they're fed up with a lot of the stuff that's going on. And it's, you know, just ridiculous. And I got to say that I think I fall into that camp because, you know, I am an American citizen. I mean, I'm not from another country. I didn't immigrate here from another country or something. Okay. But my ancestors did. And my ancestors were Irish. Okay. And, you know, Irish Catholic, really. Um, From the time they got off the boat, you know, that's how it was in my family. And, you know, you may or may not realize this, but, you know, there's plenty of sports teams can think of two, you know, the Notre Dame, you know, fighting Irish, you know, and the Boston Celtics, they have like, you know, a leprechaun is their logo or like, you know what? We got Lucky Charms cereal, you know, uh, depicts a, a, a leprechaun in a pot of gold, you know, all the stereotypes that go along with Irish, you know, what uh, potatoes, alcoholics, Catholics, um, what else? I mean, the, the list goes on and on, all these stereotypes, right? And, you know, I'm Irish. I am. I'm an American, you know, citizen, but I'm an Irish American citizen. And my family is very much Irish, I think. And, uh, you know, we're not really offended by the Boston Celtics or their logo or. Uh, the fighting Irish at Notre Dame. Like, we're not really offended by that. In fact, I don't think I know anybody that I can think of that is offended by that stuff. Um, Lucky Charms cereal. You know, like, I, I don't care that they have a leprechaun on the box. And I guess the point that I'm trying to make here is Why does anybody give a shit that there's a Native American Indian logo on a helmet? You know, like, isn't that the stupidest to me anyway? That's like such a stupid thing. Like, that's what you're worried about. That's what concerns you. There are so many things that are effed up in this world, you know, especially when it comes to ethnicities and racism and you know, all that kind of stuff. And I believe that we've come a long way. I do believe that. People may argue with me. They may think I'm crazy, but I don't think so. I think that we've made much more progress along those lines than America is given credit for in this current time. Okay? But you see evidence of it all the time. I mean, there are blacks and whites starting businesses together. There are Native American Indians and all, you know, Chinese people. Japanese people starting businesses or going to school together or they're just friends and they hang out and they don't see the differences, you know, because people that are serious people and they're not stupid people are not worried about that stuff. They don't care about that stuff. You know, that's my opinion. Like you have so much time on your hands that you're worried about a freaking football helmet and a logo and like how it misrepresents you or something. Really? Really? That's what you're worried about? Well, okay, that's your prerogative. I can accept that. And man, I would die on that hill defending your right to think and feel that way. All right? But for me, 
an Irish American? I don't know. I think it's kind of stupid, you know? Why do we even care? I have so many other things in my day that I'm worried about or I'm dealing with or whatever. I couldn't care less about what's on a football jersey, you know, or a, a football helmet, a poster, you know, whatever. What A box of cereal, you know? Like, I don't care. I don't. And I think that if people are getting that upset about something that's that stupid, I don't know. My prerogative is whatever, man. Whatever. You know, I say, man, let's turn this shit around. That's heading in the wrong direction. Okay, happy innovators. Today is Tuesday, August 22nd, 2023. Somebody was talking the other night on uh, YouTube once again, you know, where I watch most of my content. Somebody was talking about how AI, you know, artificial intelligence is going to take over music. And, oh, it's going to be this big disruption in the music industry because there will be these AI robots that are able to mimic music and copy music, the sound of a band and like, create their own song you know with you know software to sound like that band and all the things that they're worried about and I figured you know it's been being talked about for a while now so I should probably weigh in on it and here's my opinion here's how I feel okay being a lifelong musician you know my entire existence has been about pretty much you know one thing you know I've been single minded about this music thing since I was a child okay and I would like to think that at this point you know I think I have like 20 albums released or something like that you know I have uh, educated opinion about this subject and you know I'm going to tell you this a long time ago this is back when I was younger and uh, as you all know, you know, I was a young drummer. I was in a band and we were playing music and all that stuff, right? And this new kind of technology came out called a drum machine, all right? And everybody was like talking about this. It was such a big deal. Like, you know, the conversations were going something like this. Like, why would we even need a drummer anymore if we have a drum machine? Oh, man, there's going to be a lot of drummers that are out of work, you know? Me being one of them, right? That was the idea, right? And I'm here to tell you, okay, that was so stupid and so short-sighted and not at all what happened, okay? And, you know, basically what happened was drum machines became just another tool, like a piano or a microphone or... You know, any other tool that you have, a keyboard, a guitar, you know, it's just another tool to use when creating music. Now, there are some groups that do not have a drummer and they go for that machine industrial kind of sound, right? But one thing I learned really early on in this game was that there is nothing that will take the place of a live drummer in a recording. I'm sorry. It's impossible. You can get things that sound close. You know, you can mimic it. 
but there's an energy that comes from somebody playing drums live. There's no way to deny it. There's no way to get around it. It has its own distinct sound. It has a tendency to make songs sound bigger and stronger and tougher, a little more powerful, maybe sometimes a little more nuanced. And yes, drum machines have a place in that world. Yes, they are very important. But did they end the career of all the drummers? No, far from it. If anything, drum machines have helped drummers become better drummers because when you're drumming to a drum machine, like when I'm drumming alongside of a drum machine, I have to keep up with it. I have to be in time and I have to be able to be good enough to be in time to stay with that drum machine for, you know, five minutes and not F up, right? So drum machines have actually helped me and many, many other drummers. And, you know, there are some songs that are served better with a drum machine sound. And there are some songs that are served better with conga drums. You know, it just depends on what the music is or whatever. So when I hear this nonsense about AI taking over and, oh, it's the end of everything, you know, I I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. No matter how good a robot is, and there probably will be some that are really great. I've heard a couple of samples, you know, of uh, like an Oasis song that was written by AI, Uh, you know, and it sounds like Oasis. It does, you know. But uh, just citing that as an example, I don't know. I don't think that it's ever going to take the place of like the Gallagher brothers writing another song. You know, there may be people that like it. They listen to it and they like Oasis, you know, but there's always going to be people that want to hear music that was generated by real people. You know, not everybody likes, you know, synth pop and K-pop music. And, you know, there are some people that are still listening to bluegrass, which reminds me of something else. But I'm going to get into that later, probably. I think I have to. Anyway, my point is, is that for many, many decades now that I've been doing this music thing, it seems like every other five years, maybe every other 10 years, there's a new technology that emerges and everybody gets all worried. You know, this is the end of everything. And it's like, no, it's not. You know, uh, there was a band a while back called Republica and they were like doing this music that was like industrial dance music or something like that. And I remember hearing this conversation like, oh, this is the death of guitars in rock and roll. You know, th- this is the beginning of the end for the guitar. And it's like, That is so stupid. I can't even believe people were saying that kind of stuff, you know, because it's not true. It didn't happen at all. In fact, if anything, there's probably more guitar rock right now than there has been in I don't even know how many years, you know. But that conversation, that whole thing about Republica and the sound and, oh, you know, acid house music and, you know, raves and all that kind of, oh, it's the end of guitar rock. It's like, no. No, it's not. It's just another layer to this whole thing, you know? And as far as I'm concerned, okay, me personally, I'm a drummer and all that, you know? I make my own music. I make my own songs. There's room for anything in my music. I'll do anything I feel like doing. I might do an Acid House song. 
You know, I might do a techno song. I might do a bluegrass song. It just depends on what I feel like doing, you know. And the fans of Pipe Choir and PC3 and PC1 and even the Marion Circle Drum Brigade, okay, the people that are listening to what I make get that. And I think that that's why they're listening to me. And I'll tell you right now, I would love, love to hear an AI-generated pipe choir song. I think that would be the coolest thing ever, you know? And I wonder if I would like it. Would I like the sound of pipe choir, in my voice included, but a song written by somebody else and performed by somebody else? How wild would that be? I hope, I hope, I hope, I live long enough or, you know, my music is popular enough or something to get that to happen because I would just love it. Love it. Oh, I can't imagine many other things that would be as fun as that for me. So, okay, that's it for today. Talk to you tomorrow, folks. Okay, happy innovators. Today is Wednesday, August 23rd. 2023 you know there's this image I saw I've been seeing it for years now really it's a time-lapsed image of the stars in the sky at night Um, and when they do the time-lapse effect you know they film what the sky looks like as everything is moving you know but in time-lapse you know, it speeds everything up. So it all looks like one big blur of light, like the stars do, okay? Now, honestly, I'm not 100% sure, but when I do see the image, the first thing I think is, you know, are we geocentric rather than heliocentric? I don't know, okay? But when I see that image, that time-lapsed image of the sky at night and the stars, it looks to me, Okay, like everything is moving around us. That's what it looks like to me. Okay, that's the first thought I have. The second thought I have, and this is why I wanted to talk about it today, because it's pretty weird. You hear people talk about having like a near death experience, right? And they all kind of say the same thing like, you know, I died and I all of a sudden I was in this tunnel of light and there was a spectral light at the end of that tunnel and I was moving towards it right now okay I can understand that image in my mind I can put that image in my mind and I can consider what that might actually look like right maybe you can too can you do that it's like a thought experiment right can you imagine a tunnel of like light with a bright light at the end of it and you're moving through it, right? Well, when I see these pictures of the Earth and the time-lapse, you know, image of the stars in the sky, it looks to me like a tunnel. And now bear with me, okay? This is where it gets pretty heavy. Maybe here on Earth, we are bound by time. You know, there's hours and days and minutes and seconds and and all that. We all agree, right? Time is time and we are bound to time. 
there's a, a sunrise and a sunset and uh, there's equinoxes and you know all these celestial events that happen that mark time okay but imagine that if you're no longer bound to time you know like when you step out of your body okay and you're going to the next plane you know your life has ended here and you're going on to the next plane you're not bound by time anymore you know i liken it kind of like maybe stepping off of a merry-go-round you know or or maybe maybe uh stepping onto a merry-go-round do you follow what i'm saying uh if you're standing next to the merry-go-round you're not having the same experience as somebody who's on the merry-go-round. As soon as you step on the merry-go-round, you're all of a sudden moving. As soon as you step off of the merry-go-round, you're all of a sudden standing still again. So that is kind of like how I'm wondering or what I'm thinking about here. Like when we see a time-lapsed image of the stars, the heavens above us at night, and it looks like a tunnel, okay, is that what it's like when we die? Like, um, we step out of time into this hyper sense of time where things are moving at a different pace. And that's what we see. That's what it looks like. You know, that's what it looks like. There's like a tunnel, right? I mean, maybe, maybe. And it does kind of, I guess, I guess, go along with this idea of the flat earth, okay, and the firmament and all this, that we are covered by a firmament, you know, that, you know, that it sounds strange and I know, and I don't care because it's like just a thought. We're allowed to think, you know, we're allowed to ask questions and we're allowed to think if you're a real scientist. Anyway, my point is really imagine that concept that when people are describing what happens when they die, that tunnel they go through is actually the stars that we see up in the sky right now, just sped up, you know, stepping out of time as we know it here and into another form of time that's much faster. So the stars don't look like stars. They look like a tunnel, right? Think about it. It's pretty strange. And, you know, that idea of um, time-lapsed photography is a relatively new technology. So we're like among the first people to make observations like that about everything. You know, we get to see things sped up, actual processes, you know. So, I mean, it goes for anything. It could be a sunrise and a sunset, uh, you know, the cityscape going from daytime to nighttime, we can watch that happen with time-lapse photography, this relatively new technology. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's one of those things that makes me say to myself, you know, despite all the bullshit that's going on right now in the world, and trust me, there's a lot, and we all know that. You don't need me to tell you that, but there's a lot of good things too. And maybe that's the takeaway from today. You know, maybe talk to you tomorrow. Okay, today is Thursday, August 24th, 2023. You know, when I was younger, I did my share of partying. 
Um, <laughs> I won't say too much about that, you know, but um, believe it or not, I actually had some self-control in that department when I was younger, when all of my friends were just going crazy. You know, they were just going wild, drinking and drugs and all kinds of stuff. You know, I did have some self-control and I learned pretty early on, especially with drinking alcohol. Like for me, um, I don't enjoy it. I don't like the feeling of being drunk. I don't like the taste of alcohol. Um, I feel fortunate that way. Maybe it was kind of like a blessing that um, I was in some ways, you know, repelled by the taste of alcohol. Because let me tell you something, if I liked the way that it tasted, I would be a raging alcoholic, okay? So let's all take a moment to thank God that that didn't happen to me, okay? But having said all that, I did have a lot of fun, okay? And let's face it, I mean, we could talk about this a little bit, right? Let's talk about partying. I mean, going to a party. Have you ever been to a great party? I have. Okay, I've been to so many, so many great parties. I mean, dinner parties, wild parties, dance parties. I've been to so many different parties that were filled with people. Crazy things were happening. People were wasted and it was funny and all kinds of stuff. Not a whole lot of drunk driving accidents and stuff like that. For the most part. I think almost entirely, really, when I think about it. I can't remember any real tragedies happening. You know, there were a couple of things that were stupid or whatever, but, you know, for the most part, me and all the people that were my age and were partying too, we were all relatively safe and just having a good time, you know? Maybe you have had experiences like that too. You know, maybe you had too much to drink or what you partied a little too hard. And, oh, you know, you feel so awful the next day. And, oh, I'll never drink again or I'll never do it again. You know, and then a couple months pass and, oh, man, you're right back in it again. You know, it's just human nature and it's fun. Okay, it's fun, right, to have fun. Don't you agree? I think it's fun to have fun. And sometimes that's really what it's just all about. It's just having a good time, you know? But the reason that I'm bringing it all up today is because I've been seeing a lot of footage in cities like Portland, Oregon. Really, it's all over America. There are these people that are getting high on fentanyl, you know? And they are so high... Okay, they are so high on fentanyl that they're standing on two feet, okay? But their head, the top of their head is bent down and touching the ground. Like they are so high they can stand, but they can't even lift their body up to a straight position. They fall asleep on their feet, you know? And I I can't relate to that. I'm sorry, I can't. It shocks the hell out of me whenever I see it. It's so sad and all those things. I mean, it's just, what the hell is going on? Like, I like to party, you know, I like to have fun, but is that fun? You know, it's so 
sad and it's so destructive. I can't believe. Oh my gosh, the situations are just, it's like chaos, you know? And I don't know. I mean, it's like I've always thought like this, like about like heroin and stuff like that. It's like it must be like freaking awesome to be high on heroin. You know, I mean, it just must be like the greatest feeling because so many people throw their lives away for that stuff. Now, in the times we live in right now, what's going on with fentanyl? It makes that stuff look like a joke. You know, it makes everything else look like a joke. It's it shocks me. It frightens me a little, you know, because people are so lost. You know, they're so lost. I mean, life is such a great thing. It's there to be lived. And there's so much here on this planet to enjoy in your life. You know, trees and wind and all that stuff and the beach and oh, yeah, those things. What about like shish kebabs on the grill and like you know hot chocolate on a cold day or laughing your ass off at something you know with your friends or uh, you know listening to your favorite song you know there's all kinds of things like in this life you know you can fly in an airplane and fly over the land and look at everything and you're okay it's safe to do you can do that And if you've got more balls, you know, or whatever, a little more courage or moxie or whatever, you can, you know, strap on a parachute and jump out that plane. I mean, you could do anything you want, really. And to see these lives wasting away on the sidewalks of Philadelphia or, you know, wherever it is. It doesn't matter where it is. You know, it doesn't matter what city or what state it's in or even what country. You know, it's so sad to me they get my pity and my sympathy because folks they're not having a party okay they may have started out having a party when they were younger or whatever it was and then somebody came along and introduced this drug to them and they did it once maybe they did it twice and they were gone they're gone They're not here anymore. And I wouldn't say that they're as good as dead. You know, there's hope for everyone. And there's that chance that some of them may pull out of it. But let's face it. A lot of them won't. And a lot of people are dying on the sidewalks of our cities from fentanyl overdoses. And then there's another conversation that comes. Where is all that fentanyl coming from? It seems to be readily available to these people who have like, you know, no money. You know what I mean? How in the hell are they able to afford fentanyl? Where is it coming from? Who's giving it to them? Where do they find it? Hmm, that's a pretty heavy question. And one that should probably be answered at another time. Talk to you tomorrow. Okay, happies. 
Today is Friday, August 25th, 2023. And uh, I, I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time, so I'm just going to say it. Um, you know, as you guys all know, I've been making content, music and videos and, you know, all kinds of stuff uh, for many, many years now. You know, I've had a presence online for a long time and I've in that window of time there have been a lot of comments on stuff that I've made and a lot of strange observations that I've made too over the years and it's been a long time you know and you know most of the time the comments are like benign you know they're like pretty much the same you know people will say the same things but Every once in a while, I'll find one that's like really kind of wild or like out there, you know, it sticks with me and like, what in the hell are they talking about? And what do I mean by that? Well, I'll let you know. Um, You know, there's a song I have called The Rise and Fall of Bossa Nova. It was a Guinness World Record holder for a while, you know, and uh, it's so funny because I don't put the lyrics to my music like anywhere you know usually if people ask me personally for the lyrics to a song you know I'll capitulate and give them to the people you know I've done that a few times but not all the time and I don't do it automatically okay but you know in that void that I've left there you know on the lyric part of the liner notes or the description of this music or whatever I leave it empty. I don't put lyrics there. But other people have started to put lyrics down for my songs. And that's okay. I don't mind that at all. But what's funny to me, okay, it doesn't make me angry. It doesn't bother me at all. It's just really funny because some of these lyrics are just so effed up. Like, they are not at all what my words are, you know? Like somebody will put lyrics down and they obviously didn't even listen to the song you know they just made up words and they're so goofy I you know I almost like them better than my own lyrics believe it or not it's so out there in the the phrases and the words that these people come up with it's like that is not what I'm saying in that song and they know that's not what I'm saying in that song but just some of the ideas that I've seen. Oh, it's so funny. And I have printed them all out. I mean, I have them around here somewhere in my studio right now. I probably should have grabbed them before I started this podcast today, but I'm not going to worry about it too much. You're not missing anything. Okay. I guess maybe if you really want to hear the lyrics uh, to my songs that other people have written, you know, you can put it in the comments section and maybe the next podcast I do, I'll talk about the lyrics. I'll actually read them to you. But, uh, oh, it's just so funny to me, you know, this idea that, you know, I'm out in the public, so people are free to comment and say things and whatever. And, you know, like I said, a lot of the time they're just normal, nice comments. But a while ago, I did a description for the PC One Wilderness album. And there was this one dude who left a comment saying something like, um, like, Mike Bostwick is a Jew. Like, they were saying that I was Jewish. 
And uh, I thought that was funny for two reasons. Not funny, haha, but like funny, like weird. Okay. Like I am probably the whitest person that I know. I mean, my skin and my hair is so fair. I am so white, like an Irishman with red hair and white skin and freckles and the whole bit. Right. But somebody thought I was Jewish and I thought that was hilarious. Like, have you listened to anything I've said and done <laughs> like over the past 30 years? I mean, there is so much content. There are so many podcasts and I have like like 250 songs or, you know, there's all kinds of stuff for you to listen to and for you to glean from looking at any of that stuff that I have that I'm Jewish that's hilarious. Now, what's weird about it, though, is like my second thought, which is why would it matter that I'm Jewish? That's weird. You know, I mean, I've heard people talking about how anti-Semitism is on the rise and Dave Chappelle did some kind of bit about that, you know, and all that. And the whole thing with Kanye West and all that and you know, I just thought that was so strange. Like, really? Like, I don't notice it really. I don't feel like it's coming up a lot, really. Maybe in Hollywood or, you know, with famous people, you know, it is. But, like, here down on the streets, like down with the plebes, you know, where I am, you know, there's really not a whole lot of that, really. People don't really care, as far as I can tell, you know? So I thought that was odd that this jackass thought it was, you know, important to point out that I'm Jewish. (laughs) Me, you know, of all the people, you know, of all the people, you know, for someone to say that I was Jewish, like, are you serious? Like, uh, okay, you know. Whatever, man. Like, that's what your prerogative is, you know? Uh, I don't know how you got there, but you did, and that's okay. You know, we'll kind of just, you know, accept the fact that, you know, you like to put stupid comments like that on people's stuff. And, you know, what's weird about it is I went back to kind of, like, get the comment, you know, for this podcast. I wanted to say exactly what he said word for word. And he removed the comment. Or YouTube did. I'm not sure. But it's not there anymore. And I thought that was really disappointing. You know? It's like if you've got the balls to be like a dick like that, then you should at least just leave it up there. Don't take it down. You know, stand behind what you say. That's all right. I don't mind. I got a pretty thick skin at this point. So... I don't know. I just wanted to mention that today. I thought it was hilarious. You know, I'm Jewish, you know, me. (laughs) Get the hell out of here. (laughs) You know, what the hell? Anyway, so that's it, folks. That's it for this week. I hope you had a good week. I did. And I hope to have an even better one next week. So I'll talk to you later. Have fun. And remember, folks, if you want to keep what you've got, you've got to give it away. Take it easy. You know what, folks? 
You know, I looked at the duration of all the talking that I've done over the past week, and I realized that I still had probably like another 10 minutes before I got to the hour mark. So I decided that since today is still Friday, I'll give you an extra day. Friday part one and Friday part two. Okay. There's this song that I'm hearing a lot about. It's a song called Richmond North of Richmond by a guy named Oliver Anthony. And this song is being talked about by all the right wing talking heads. I mean, I I am shocked by this, like the amount of talk there is about this song. And it's so strange to me. You know, the song isn't bad. It's a, it's a decent song. It's like a bluegrass kind of thing, like a country song, old school, old style country song. Uh, you know, a man singing with a guitar accompaniment, you know, like Hank Williams, the old school way, you know, and uh, that's cool. I, I think that's cool. And the song is like very successful for this uh, Oliver Anthony is his name. Okay. It's interesting. Okay. It's interesting. But I'm watching this, right? I'm watching all these different talking heads, these different personalities on YouTube, and they're all kind of like towing the party line. It's like they were all given a memo to talk about this song at this time with this guy. And, you know, I guess that's happened a lot throughout history. You know, there's always been some kind of like you know, political movements or whatever, and they'll attach a song to it like the Clintons did back in the day with uh, Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow, you know, the Fleetwood Mac song. And, uh, you know, that's that's normal, right? But what I'm seeing now with this uh, Oliver Anthony song is not quite the same as that. And it's very strange to me. I'm noticing a lot of things happening that seem very strange to me. Okay? And they make me kind of wonder what the hell I'm looking at here. Okay? Um, you know, for a while now, I've been kind of thinking and wondering a little bit about what's going on right now in America. And I'm not 100% sure. And, you know... Frankly, most of the time, I'm probably not correct in my thinking. So, you know, I'm willing to express my thoughts and be wrong, you know, be wrong about it. But um, I think that it's possible, okay, it's possible that what we're seeing happening right now in the United States, you know, they have all this stuff going on, like, uh, what? Like, uh, you know, we're at odds with China, you know, and we're at odds with Russia. And, oh, there's a planned invasion of the United States. Oh, they've already invaded. They're already doing it. World War Three has already begun, you know. And uh, you have all these folks in America, you know, buying up bullets and Band-Aids and beans, you know, prepping and getting ready in all that and you know the spirit of all this is like America is about to be attacked 
And, hmm, I guess that's possible. Okay. I mean, how the hell would I know? You know what I mean? Um, but for a while now, I've been kind of wondering if all this stuff we're seeing and all this worry and all these things are not actually the problem. You know, they're masking a larger meta idea. And I just wonder, okay, seeing some of the symptoms I'm seeing that, you know, really do kind of echo, you know, World War Two, you know, um, I wonder, I'm probably the only person who's even thinking like this, I would imagine, but I wonder if we really don't need to be worried about China and we don't really need to be worried about Russia. Like, they need to worry about us, maybe, you know, um, It just seems to me that could be the case. I might be wrong. I'm willing to express my opinion and be wrong. Okay. And uh, I'm willing to be corrected by someone, you know, who knows the facts and his information that I don't have. You know, I I get that. But I just kind of wonder. And, you know, like I said, I'm probably the only person who's even thinking this way. But I wonder if on some front or in some way, America is getting ready to do something maybe to the rest of the world. Like, um, I don't know. I don't know. There's so much weirdness and so many strange things I see that don't make any sense to me. Uh, Things are so weird now, you know? It's so strange. Uh, This Oliver Anthony thing is just another layer to that weirdness. Like, why are people from the left and the right talking about this guy in this song? They're all talking about it, you know? Uh, lots of songs have been released and lots of songs, you know, are covering that territory, you know, but why are they all talking about this guy, this song right now at this time? All of them. Why? You know, there's a word. Uh, propaganda, you know? Think about it. It's like history repeating itself. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I mean, man, I hope I'm wrong. So, yeah, I'll leave it there. My happy innovators, I hope you had a great week. I had a great week. And I hope that next week is even better for you and for me. So, peace out have fun and remember folks if you want to keep what you've got you've got to give it away 
Take it easy. Happies, you know, I'm drinking a glass of milk right now, and uh, it's whole milk, you know, uh, fresh out of the cow, you know, it's not raw milk, but it's pretty close. And uh, I don't know if you've ever had a chance to have a glass of milk fresh from the dairy farm, but uh, oh, it's a game changer. Do yourself a favor, grab a jug of whole milk from your local dairy farm. And uh, you will not be disappointed. Um, Anyway, so the music, the music, the music. Okay, today I'm going to share with you a song that inspired the song, The Ocean of Regret. This is an old pipe choir song, okay? Um, I had originally called the song Regret, and then I changed the working title to Electricity, and then eventually I had another song called Electricity. So apparently I wanted to use that title for a song. But uh, so this one wound up kind of getting scrapped, you know, forgotten about really. But, um, you know, when it came time to write The Ocean of Regret, that song, the lyrics from this song you're about to hear inspired the lyrics for The Ocean of Regret. So it would be like yet another reason to not, you know, put this song out there. Okay. But I've been listening to this song. Okay. And it was recorded a long time ago, you know, back in the day when I was still trying to figure out how to record music at home and all that stuff. And uh, I got to say, honestly, that this song still stands up pretty good. It sounds pretty good. So, you know, I'm kind of anxious to see what you think. If you listen to this song and you give a shit about anything I'm saying and doing, okay, then let me know in the comments whether you like it or not. Because, you know, maybe I'll include it on a future Pipe Choir album. That's kind of what I'm considering. So, if all you guys that are listening... You know, recommend that I put it on to a pipe choir album. I will oblige you. And if you don't think I should, I can deal with that too. Let me know either way, all right? So peace out, everybody. Have fun. Take care of yourselves and enjoy the song. Uh, a song called Electricity by Pipe Choir. A song that was never released. It was written. It was completed. It was recorded. But nobody ever heard it. So... Here we go. It's an exclusive. And remember, let me know what you think. Should it go on a record or not? How's that? Peace out. Have fun. Later days.